This is episode two of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about emotional eating. We look at the ways you can tell if you're an emotional eater. We talk about why you might be an emotional eater. And lastly, we give you a great strategy to end emotional eating. Join us now. Welcome everyone to the Feed Your Soul podcast with Kim. I am Kim McLaughlin and I am your host for this show. In the show, we talk about everything having to do with emotional eating, overeating, and feeling overwhelmed in your body. What I know is that when you're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and overloaded, it can show up in overeating and overdieting. I help people move from that place of feeling uncomfortable with themselves to feeling more empowered and having a sense of peace with food. That's really what we're looking at is a sense of peace of food with food, but also bigger than that, a sense of peace in your life. Today is going to be a great show because we're going to talk about what emotional eating is. It's really um, something that a lot of people have, and I don't think they always know that they have it. They maybe they maybe you suspect it, but not really know it for sure. And today we're going to talk about what the definition is, and some ways to notice if this happens for you. We can't do anything about emotional eating if we don't know if that's what we're doing. So that's what this podcast today is going to be on. I've been looking at emotional eating a lot because I used to be a pretty intense dieter. Really, anytime I felt bad about myself, felt overwhelmed or overloaded in my life, I would tend to overeat and then I might gain weight or feel real bad in my body. And what happened then is then I started to diet. And dieting is a part of the the system that leads us to emotionally. So, and we'll cover this more in in later um, podcasts about how dieting has is the starting point to overeating and binge eating and emotional eating. But we'll do that a different day. The other thing I want you to know is that when we talk about emotional eating, there's a lot of other words that we can use for what we do. Binge eating, emotional eating, compulsive eating, overeating. I tend to just stick with emotional eating to kind of round it all out. And as you hear the definition, I think you'll know what it means, and whether it fits for you. So the starting spot where we have to go is, what is this thing called emotional eating? Like I said, it shows up for me in my life in times where I'm overeating, and I don't know why. I don't know what made it happen. I feel really powerless, and that's actually what a lot of my clients talk about, is feeling powerless over food, feeling powerless that they can stop overeating, and really feel challenged to put food in its proper place as nourishment and actually end up hating themselves. I got to tell you, I have 
a majority of my clients tell me how much they hate themselves when they overeat. And it's not always connected to the feeling in their body or the the weight increase, which can happen or it might not happen. But it's just about feeling uncomfortable with themselves because they're they're noticing that they're not managing their lives in a really productive way. And noticing that food is that comfort and that place they go to to feel good. And this doesn't help in the end. When we use food as a way to nurture ourselves, we're not really allowing food to have the nourishment that it needs. When we use food to nurture ourselves, it's often foods that aren't necessarily nourishing. And I want you to know that I have no judgment or idea about how you're supposed to eat. When we talk about emotional eating, I also talk about intuitive eating, which will be a subject on another podcast in and of itself. What I think of and I know is that as we become more connected back to our bodies and what our bodies need, that we begin to intuitively eat and eat the things that we need. And the emotional eating just slips away. I also have no judgment about whether you eat sweet foods uh, what we might call fatty foods, um, any kind of foods that are labeled as bad foods. I don't have a judgment about that. I really want you to begin to intuitively eat so you can begin to notice what works best for your body. Notice what feels good for you and do more of that. It's it's really about being that detective that begins that as you begin to notice what's going on inside of you and feeling more comfortable with your body and literally more comfortable as you approach the table and as you approach the plate. Once again, lots of these topics will be later on. I encourage you, if you have any questions, to leave me a question about anything that we're talking about. You can email me at info at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. I'm taking all questions about this podcast. I'm also taking questions about what you'd like to have or ideas about what you'd like to have for a future podcast. So please keep that on your radar. But for today, I want to talk about the basics. We've got to start with the basics before we go to anything else or we're not going to, we're not going to all be on the same page about what I'm talking about. So let me go through some definitions of emotional eating. A first way of noticing if you're emotional eating is if you eat for reasons other than hunger. There are different types of hunger. There's emotional hunger, there's head hunger, there's physical hunger. And when I talk about eating when you're not hungry, I'm talking about eating when you're not physically hungry. Eating when you're not shows that you are in need of nourishment. So eating when you're not physically hungry is one way to notice if you're an emotional eater. What a lot of people will tell me is that they don't even know when they're hungry. They don't know when they're full. And once again, that's another topic for a whole nother podcast because when we become more in tune with our physical hunger, we can then start planning or noticing when other types of hunger show up. We also can notice when we're physically hungry and also when we're physically full. Lots of little nuances in that that we'll go into on another day. A second definition of emotional eating is using food to comfort yourself. I have lots of stories of 
myself using food to comfort myself and and being around others who are using food as as comfort it's it's when we feel disturbed in our life or upset it's it's also when some kind of feelings show up that are leading us to to not feel good about ourselves and so we then use food to comfort to feel good this is like when um when you're in uh i often talk about the time of day in work where it's mid-afternoon about three o'clock and you're wanting to go home ready to leave and you still have a couple hours left but somebody might come up and say we're going out for frozen yogurt we're going out to get starbucks do you want something? Well, you hadn't noticed about feeling hungry or or don't necessarily feed, feel hungry, but you notice that you're feeling uncomfortable and bored and just not wanting to be around work. And um, I don't know about you, but more often than not, if somebody was going out to buy something, even if I wasn't really interested or I, if I wasn't really physically hungry, I'd say yes. So this is that time when you're using food to comfort yourself when you're feeling off. Another time that we use food, and this is kind of in conjunction with the last one, is to help with what we might call negative feelings. Feelings that don't feel good, like sadness, anxiety, fear, loneliness, boredom, and anxiety. Those feelings, when they come up, they are uncomfortable. They don't feel settling you feel dissettled with them and I find especially around feelings like feeling lonely and bored are a huge trigger point huge trigger point for people that I work with that they will go and eat what we don't know how to do is is we don't know how to nurture ourselves around these feelings and when they show up rather than deal with the feelings or work the feeling out we will eat or overeat because we're not physically hungry. Another way to know if you're in emotional eating is if you eat to overfull. And this is what I find a lot of people I work with talk about is eating to overfull. And it's partly comes from a place of not knowing when you feel physically full. It's really a disconnect with that physical feeling in your body of feeling full and not and then not knowing what to do. What I hear a lot of people talk about is I'm full, but I don't want to stop. It tastes really good. And that is often what people will say, partly because they're more connected to the taste of the food rather than the feeling in their body. There's that disconnect back into how am I physically feeling? It might taste good, but how am I physically feeling in terms of hunger or fullness. So you can't stop. Eating to overfull then leads you to feel upset about your body because you feel uncomfortable in your body because you might feel overfull and that sense of um, discomfort in your body. But also that mental idea of I'll gain weight. Well, obviously, if you just had a meal where you ate to overfull, you're not immediately going to gain weight. But what we start doing is telling ourselves that we're going to gain weight and berating ourselves. And what we know is that when we start doing that negativity towards ourselves, we then end up overeating again because of that. Another sign of 
emotional eating is feeling bad about your eating. This is about thinking that foods are good or bad, positive or negative, foods I should eat, foods I shouldn't eat. And when we get in that that dichotomy of it's either good or bad, what we tend to want is we want the quote unquote bad food. The food that we're not, that we think we're not supposed to have. And when we then want the food that we think we're not supposed to have, we tend to eat when we're not hungry and we tend to eat over full because this is that restricted food. This is the food we're not supposed to have. And gosh darn it, don't tell us we can't have it because we ultimately will. This shows up a lot when we're feeling down, upset, overloaded, overwhelmed, lonely, bored. And what's that first food we go to? The ones that we think are bad food. And there are a lot of strategies how to deal with this idea of bad food. And what I say is there is no good food. There is no bad food. There is no good food. There is no bad food. There's food that sits well in your body and gives you the fuel you need to do the things that you need to do. And there's food that takes you off of that as a goal. And I want to help you find what are those foods that make your body feel good and make your body sing and let go of the idea that any food is bad food. It just might be food that isn't quite right for you, but there's nothing bad about it. Another way to know if you're an emotional eater is that you have this feeling of feeling upset about your body. You don't think your weight is right and you do everything you can to try and change the size of your body. That would be over dieting, using whatever the new technique is to lose weight, and probably what you found is you've been on every diet imaginable. So then as we're on every diet imaginable, we start to feel bad about our body because more often than not, our body ends up not being the size or the shape that we think it should be, not the shape or size that we um, see in magazines or what we see on movies, what we see on TV, what we see on Yahoo, and then we think we're not okay in our body just the way it is. That leads to a lot of problems. That leads to a lot of binging and emotional eating, and it doesn't work. So one of the challenges is how do we move from feeling bad about our body and move into a place of feeling okay and celebrate our body. You can see with these definitions of emotional eating, you might have one or two or three, but I challenge you to to look at them and really see how they fit. So one was eating when you're not hungry, using food to comfort yourself, using food to help with negative or uncomfortable feelings, eating to overfull, feeling bad about your eating, and feeling bad about your body related to your eating. Those are six ways to look at food and to see if you might fit in this category of emotional eating. So the other question that then comes is, is if I think I'm an emotional eater, why do I do it? Why do I emotionally eat? This is the the time-driven um, idea that people always ask me, why do I emotionally eat? And I want to go through some of those signs because I think that'll help you connect to whether any of those definitions fit for you. And as we get clearer about what this all means for everybody, then you can start deciding what to do about it. So why do we emotionally eat? One is because our hunger signal got lost. We've over dieted 
and lost the ability to check in with our body and to see how hungry we are. Hunger signal got lost. A second way that um, why we emotionally eat is that our full signal got lost or we don't listen to it. We are not necessarily noticing if we're full. I've had clients who tell me, I don't know if I'm hungry or full. I don't know. I just eat all the time. I just eat all the time. I never notice if I'm hungry or full. I just eat because I think I'm supposed to. Others will say, it doesn't matter when I'm full. I'm going to eat anyway. And they then wait until they're overly full, too stuffed, and they feel extraordinarily uncomfortable. And that's when they stop. Another way to know or, or why you overeat or why you emotionally eat is that your emotions got connected to food. Food feels good. It lights up your brain. It makes you feel good. Of course you want to do that. And what happened was is, is there was a point in time in your life, probably over a significant amount of time, where food got connected to emotions and they got merged. So the way that you then deal with your emotions is you eat because it makes you feel good. It might not make you feel good as we talked about in the definition. It doesn't make you feel good for a long period of time, but you'll take the win as the short period of time. The short period that you are feeling good is right after you, when you're feeling bad and then you eat, it feels pleasurable. What happens is, is that once it feels pleasurable, there's a point where it doesn't feel pleasurable. And often it's sooner rather than later where it feels uncomfortable. And as in the definition, you end up beating yourself up because you overate. Another reason, the fourth reason why you might emotionally eat is that your thoughts are running rampant. Your thoughts are telling you to do things like eat and you don't know how to control it. You think about the food that's in the office or the food that's on your desk or the food that somebody else has or the food in the refrigerator and you just want to have it and the thought keeps saying eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it and you don't know what to do. I have people that will, in order to avoid those thoughts, they won't even have a lot of food in the house. So they'll get rid of food, not keep certain foods in the house because what they notice is is that their head keeps telling them to eat, eat, eat. They know it's there and they want to go eat it. What I want for you is peace with food and peace with those thoughts. So you're not feeling overwhelmed by them and feel comforted and, and really are having a way to release those thoughts so they don't overwhelm you and they don't overload you. The fifth reason is your social cues are off. You're getting stressed with other people and you're eating with them. This goes back to that idea of um, work. I I find this happens a lot in work. Actually, it happens in families too, but I'm just going to focus on work for the moment. Um, Where you're feeling stressed or a lot of people in your group are feeling stressed at work and y'all just say, let's go get something to eat. Let's go get an ice cream. Let's go get something. And what is interesting to me is that when we eat because of those social cues where other people are saying they're stressed or you're saying you're stressed, let's all go do this. We do it as a group. We kind of literally feed on each other to go have something. And what I find interesting is that the type of foods that we eat in those situations are generally not um, food from the ground or salad or things like that. It's often things that are heavily packaged, heavily um, processed foods that we go for, that we have associated with 
when we're feeling stressed, this is what we're going to have. And I just want to start looking at that with you as to whether that works. You know, how how is that working for you? And is it serving your greater good about how your body needs to be nourished? Another reason why we emotionally eat, this is number six, is the media. There's a lot of advertisement out there. They do this to children. They will put out all kinds of foods, the cereals, the this and the that's. I know my daughter will see something on the TV and say, I want that. I want that. I know this happens to other parents where their kids want certain foods because they see it on television. Or we tend to have a hankering for something because we saw it advertised or want to go eat at a certain place. That's the media getting into our heads and starting to steer us in a direction that they want us to go without us being more mindful, without us being mindful of what do we really want to have? What's in our best interest? And they kind of just keep saying it over and over again so that that's what we want. It's kind of being a little manipulative. And I, I'm not saying not to listen to the media. I'm just saying let's be more um, mindful about what's going on and what we feel and how we're being influenced by the outside sources. Another reason why we emotionally eat is habit. This is just what we do. Um, there are certain foods, there's a certain way of eating that we eat on Thanksgiving, that we eat on Christmas. It's just what we do. When it comes to birthdays, we have cake. It's just what we do. When we're going to celebrate, we have food. It's just what we do. But there's never any kind of pushback on, am I hungry? What do I really want? What would give me... What food would give me the fuel I need to do the things that I need to do? There's no look at that. So the habit then takes over rather than us looking inside and noticing what does our body really want and what does our body really need? Remember, as we were talking about, emotional eating leads us out of our body and leads us away from being in touch intuitively to what's going on. Another reason why we emotionally eat is because of the diet culture. Kids, people earlier and earlier are starting to diet. And what we know is that the more we diet, the more we set ourselves up to binge. That idea of restriction and I can't have foods, I can't do this, sets us up with a whole cycle of diet, binge, feel guilty. It's a cycle. Diet, binge, feel guilty. It goes round and around and around. There isn't enough time for me to talk about that whole idea of the diet culture, but I promise you we'll spend a whole podcast talking about the diet culture and how it really influences you and how that is having an effect on your overeating. I know you might not believe me with that because what we've been kind of brainwashed is that dieting is the way to go. Restricting is the way to go. The only way we can manage food is by restricting it. And what I'm telling you is let's move back into, remember those six component areas I talked about in the last podcast is physical, emotional, mental, lifestyle, mindfulness, self-love. When we put all those in place, we don't need a diet. Diets aren't necessary because we've got food properly balanced out in our lives because we've got our lives properly balanced. So that's eight reasons why I um, think you emotionally eat or why everybody I've talked to emotionally eats. There are more than that, but these are some of the main primary ones. I want to end, as I always do on this podcast, is with some self-care techniques. 
I've told you from the start, I promise that after every podcast, we'd have a doable, have something for you to do that is motivational and that will move you in the direction of peace with food and feeding your soul. Today, I want you to consider the emotions. We talked about this being emotionally eating. And what people will often tell me is that I don't have a a direct correlation with emotions and eating. Well, it's not a one for one. You have this feeling you then overeat. I think it, it tends to build up over time. And I encourage you to start looking at what feelings are leading you to eat. How are you feeling during the day? And and at what point are you eating? Start noticing these. I have a whole um, system for this. Um, if you go to feedyoursoulunlimited.com, I'll put the um, link in the show notes. If you go to feedyoursoulunlimited.com, you can sign up for my top tips. My top tips talk about how to look more at feelings and how to start noticing what's going on through the day. And and I have a whole um, log that you can log all this in perfectly free. Feel free to pick it up so that you can start looking at the feelings. So the doable for this week is notice your feelings and notice when you're eating and notice what feelings might be driving you to eat. And we'll check in more next week on our Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Thank you for being present with me. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 